Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to Couple of Flicks. I'm Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Yeah. Happy hot summer days. Yeah. And happy Shark Week. Oh, is that on? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Excellent. So, uh, before we get started with these three very, very random, very random. different <laughs> films. <laughs> Are there is there anything that you guys have watched recently that you want to kind of like broach mention uh i started watching the boys on amazon prime mm. oh, yeah. nice it's a great show so yeah. far yep i love it i watched it like all in like one day two days when it first came out mm. yeah i watched the first season um during the whole lockdown experience yeah that was that was good i like that it was funny yeah i loved it <laughs> yeah yeah other than that i haven't watched too many movies between the last podcast yeah well i've i mean all my equipment broke at the same time so i've had a lot of a lot more free time lately <laughs> so i've been watching a bunch of a lot of stuff you know most recently i've been re-watching all um the well actually some of them i haven't seen but so not all of them are rewatches but i've been watching and rewatching the uh the gamera films which okay. yeah if either of you heard of those yeah sounds familiar yeah it's like they're basically like they're kaiju pictures you know giant monster right. films kind of in the same vein of the godzilla mothra and all them and it's pretty much like it's just like this giant turtle thing flying around farting everywhere and you know yeah i guess i guess they're made for kids although they're japanese and they're pretty gruesome considering like considering that they're made for kids but i guess i don't know japanese kids don't mind gruesome stuff i guess so a lot of anime is pretty violent yeah some it's... of that's like naruto was pretty violent the uncensored versions yeah that's true but but they're pretty fun you know I've, I've watched probably about four of them now i'm watching them in order so and uh and yeah and like i said i hadn't watched all of them but it, you know so a couple like like two of the ones i've watched so far i definitely know that i haven't seen before so but but yeah I'm, i don't know i'm enjoying them you know i mean they're pretty dumb not to be honest but i mean you know like, there's not much you can really expect ultimately it just depends on sort of your tolerance for like cheap miniatures and i i mean i love that kind of thing so did you get the big arrow box set i did yeah nice and yeah it came early i was surprised i was like because i don't think it i don't think it's actually been released yet no but yeah but but it arrived like a few days ago and i was like oh nice and it's pretty <laughs> awesome you know it's like i probably shouldn't have paid as much money for it as i did but i don't know for like i had a weird sort of just desire to watch them and i just was curious to see like i, I don't know i was just curious about watching them i guess so and, yeah i'm enjoying them so nice yeah and then 
aside from that, like the most recent thing I watched was this really unusual movie called Permanent Green Light, which is about this teenager who decides he wants to blow himself up. And uh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting movie because like he's got a pretty supportive circle of friends who are actually like pretty okay with him doing this and actually like, yeah. And, but it, I don't know, it was very beautifully done though. Like as, as a film, like it was very well done. And uh, one of the directors is this guy, Dennis Cooper. And the main reason I watched it was because he's, Dennis Cooper is, a, is one of my favorite writers. He's a kind of a writer of subversive literature. And it's definitely a subversive type of movie, but I, yeah, I liked it a lot. So anyway, nice. so yeah. What about you? Is there um, anything you can think of? Yeah, well, in the same vein of The Boys, I watched the second season of Umbrella Academy, oh, which is yeah. like an adult-oriented yeah. superhero series as well. Yeah. Which I like a lot of, as, just as much as The Boys. Hmm. Maybe The Boys a little more, but it's real, I like it really, really well because it's, has to do with time travel and shit and yeah pretty realistically how they keep fucking up the timeline and keep trying to reset like <laughs> fix it but they can't because once you know the butterfly effect mm, starts nice. getting into a start to roll and they can't stop it so it's <laughs> a pretty good time travel type show too yeah i yeah. i saw the first season i haven't watched the second season yet so yeah but the I, second yeah. one centers like around the then well, like the JFK murder and shit. Oh, nice. Because they, you know, they escaped the apocalypse through like that time warp in the first season. Oh, okay. That Vanya created, and they just go back in time. Yeah. Spread throughout like the 60s. And it's about them like getting together and trying to stop the new apocalypse. <laughs> stop the JFK murder and everything. And it's crazy. It's really good, though. Yeah. I like it a lot. No, I, I really love the first season, so I'll definitely check that out. I, yeah so I'm, I'm i am getting back into shows more and more so i'm i'm happy about that so. too many to watch i know, yeah, so many, you know. <laughs> it's hard yeah i just yeah. i hate being picky but i have to be because it's like i can't just watch like everything that gets recommended you know just right. because it's it's too risky because like i'll start watching something and i won't be necessarily sure that i'll like it and then somebody will be like oh just give it time and and it's like I want to, but sometimes I just I don't have time to give, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. Netflix shows too; they cancel them a lot after three seasons. And yeah. Shit, so I it's... hope Umbrella Academy gets more help. Yeah, fingers crossed for mm-hmm. sure. So. <clears throat> but for movies, I watched uh, Guns Akimbo. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Daniel Radcliffe's the man. <laughs> his American accent is good. His American accent. I didn't even, like, the first narration, I wasn't sure if it was like, is that him talking? Yeah. Mm, yeah, sure enough, it was. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, I still got to see that one. You haven't seen it? Guns of Kimbo? No, not yet. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do like Daniel Radcliffe, though, as an actor. So I'm yeah. definitely going to get to that. So I, yeah. I did see yeah. The Hunt, which was good, but. Yeah, it's that was pretty fun. I yeah, think Guns Akimbo is on uh, Prime right now. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think I oh, saw nice. it there. So yeah, I'll probably watch that. Like, I don't know, sometime, sometime, probably pretty soon. So, but oh yeah, it's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get started here. So, All right. 
So the first film that was chosen was, uh, well, I guess it wasn't the first, but the, the one that I chose, the one we're going to start with in this episode, is uh, called Legacy of Rage. And it stars Brandon Lee. And the reason I, I chose it was because I've, I've watched several of Brandon Lee's films and I find them pretty silly, and pretty funny and cheesy. And I, 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 this was one I hadn't seen yet. And, you know, so I picked it kind of with, in the hopes that it would kind of follow in the same sort of vein as his other films like Showdown and Little Tokyo and um, uh, Laser Mission and all these other cheesy crappy movies that he's been in so so i was hoping it would be cheesy in the same way and it didn't disappoint i mean <laughs> um so the plot um it's relatively standard for the type of movie it is um it's this guy who really sucks at avoiding conflict basically um and uh his brother so he's he's he has this uh I guess it's his girlfriend or his wife. I I always lose track of <laughs> the marital <laughs> yeah, status of the relationship. Yeah. Um but you know she's she's uh so basically he's got this brother who is kind of a crooked fella and his brother gets jealous of their relationship. That was his brother? Yeah, I think so, wasn't it? I thought it was just his friend. Oh. Uh, yeah pretty sure it was his brother that's i think that's you mentioned that a few times i believe but but um if it was his friend then yeah i apologize for those who care (laughs) (laughs) but um you generally with movies like this it doesn't really matter you know um anyway so his 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 buddy has a thing for his his girl and or his his brother has a thing for his girl and of course he decides to um set up a little bit of an elaborate kind of double cross involving a a uh, framed assassination that was a bit of a convoluted setup, but yeah. you know, I guess you it doesn't. Real lucky with that. <laughs> yeah, um, but somehow, basically through a series of rather unfortunate coincidences, he uh, he gets uh, arrested for murder and locked away for eight years, <clears throat> during which time his brother decides to pursue his wife slash girlfriend slash significant other baby um, mama now yeah <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah that's sort of a, something that you discover turns out she's pregnant with with brandon lee's baby so but um he 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 pursues her and of course she's like no i ain't having any of this and so she <laughs> she tries to flee him and and so he chases her and i i thought that they were going to try and pull one of the story of Ricky type of thing where I thought that he was going to end up chasing her off a roof. (laughs) That was one of the funniest things about that movie story of Ricky was I remember that his girlfriend gets chased by these guys who are, who are trying to, you know, ravage her, so to speak, this gang of, of thugs and they end up chasing her right off a roof. Like she jumps off a roof in order to escape, what? escape them and she dies. So yeah. But um, in this movie that doesn't happen. You know, she actually manages to get away and she um, basically um, she reconvenes with this other fellow who's like an associate of Brandon Lee's character. And they kind of pair up and 
flee the country. Yeah, some old creeper dude that was just like had a crush on something on her as well. Like, yeah, the, I did. <laughs> I did kind of get the impression that he was like into her as well, you know, because like he was kind of flirtatious with her and all this stuff. But in the end, he doesn't end up doing anything. You know, in the end, he ends up pretty much just like assuming the role of like the husband, you know, just because that's kind of like, that's what she needs since now her, her boyfriend's locked away. And um, so they travel to whatever country. It's been like a week and a half since I watched this movie. Uh, so I don't remember exactly. Brazilia. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so they're kind of there. Yeah, they're fleeing from dude yeah exactly and he's got connections like crazy (laughs) you know um and meanwhile brandon lee is in prison and and while he's in prison he manages to establish a pretty 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 good kinship with this 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 gentleman who's rather graciously referred to throughout the film as four eyes (laughs) yeah definitely the the best character in the movie I also noticed, I wrote down, like, oh, he got a better haircut in prison. <laughs> yeah. One of the first things that I noticed was, like, oh, he has a goofy fucking haircut mm-hmm. when he was out there. He had, like, a bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Lee's, um, or, yeah, that, basically the hairstyles in this movie are rather questionable, you know, for sure, just <laughs> in general. But but he's, the his his buddy there in the prison, he, he's kind of a short fella he's got glasses you know hence the the nickname four eyes and and he gets you know picked around and and kind of pushed around in prison but brandon lee ends up ends up having getting his back you know and which leads to a couple of rather like kind of anticlimactic little tiffs here and there that a bunch of white dudes too (laughs) yeah like the fight in english (laughs) yeah and brandon lee i mean during the time of this movie was made it was obvious that his English wasn't very good, but at least he attempts to at least try and communicate. You know, by the time he was in the Crow, his English got significantly better, so that's good. But, but in this movie, I mean, they definitely. Um, I think what they they should have just not even bothered having any of the characters speak English. They should have just had them all speak one language, you know, because yeah, it just it ended up sort of being a bit like inconsistent, you know. Yeah. It wasn't really clear exactly yeah. where everybody was from. So. Yeah, I was confused. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so let's see. Um then what happened? Oh yeah, Brandon Lee, you know, he's he gets into some fights here and there and the fights aren't aren't super I mean they're not horrible. They're just kind of brief, you know. Probably the best sort of fight scene happens early on, which is actually kind of cool. He gets into a, a fight with with Bolo Young of all people, which is somebody who yeah. his his father Bruce Lee uh, fought. Or no, actually he didn't fight him, but he did appear in a movie with Bruce Lee. But um, but yeah, he gets into a fight with Bolo Young kind of early on in the movie. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah, that was that was cool. That was really funny too because. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Lee, he's this, he's kind of like this waiter person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's, he's a working man. You know, he's trying to steer clear of the the dirty business that his brother slash buddy is is involved in, you know, and, and this Bolo Young character just, he can't stop messing with him, picking on him, which I don't really know why. Cause Brandon Lee, like he's, he's kind of like a, I, I, I like, at least in my opinion, like, he was kind of an intimidating looking guy and 
course, Bolo Young, his muscles are probably bigger than my entire head. So <laughs> maybe, you know, Bolo Young doesn't have a problem picking on, you know, really muscular, intense kind of looking people, but whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> you could pretty much predict how that fight goes. Um, and he gets into a few more tiffs in prison and ends up having to get isolated and I think like, even one of the guards is like, oh, you know, you don't even, you shouldn't be here, but whatever. What were you about to say? <laughs> I was going to say, I love the sound effects of the punches. They yeah. sound like someone just slapping a phone book. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, so, let's see. So, I, I've got this right so far, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think yeah. before, like, the eight-year skip, he does find out, like, people find out that it was a setup. Yeah. That. <clears throat> yeah, pretty much. Eventually, it becomes common knowledge by, like, pretty much everybody, even the prison guards, which, you know, then you have to wonder, like, why does he have to still be in prison for eight years? But, you know, I mean, sometimes just some systems are really strict like that and whatever. So the film jumps ahead eight years. Um, let's see. His his girl. And that was like the whole, all the way to the thing that jumps ahead, like most of the movie too. It was yeah. really drawn out till that point. <laughs> yeah, the, the first two thirds of the movie are pretty slow. Like basically everything I just described is what the first two thirds of the film consists of, you know? Yeah. And then the third act is when it pretty much becomes like nonstop action. Like it basically turns into a, like a video game cutscene afterward. Um, so she travels back to the, the, back to the country, you know, from Brazil with this person who's, you know, playing husband. And by this point she has a kid and uh, they go to a hotel and right away um, the brother, uh, spots her yeah, she, he just happens to be there yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like the ultimate coincidence mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh and so then it turns into a big chase scene and somewhere in the midst of that her the, her husband gets killed um and uh actually there, there was one funny part where like so after brandon lee gets out of prison he he goes back to working, you know, the 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 odd jobs and doing the the labor work and stuff. And he's working at a gas station, that, right? Pretty much the day after he gets out of prison, and uh, he's pumping gas. And of course, his brother shows up, and they have a bit of a stare down, you know. And they they don't exchange words or anything. It's kind of like a uh oh, like I know you messed, I know you 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 screwed me over, you know. I'm, <laughs> It's, he gives he gives him one of those you know Brandon Lee does a lot of the dead stares in this movie. The, whoever like operated the camera in this movie really really loves Brandon Lee's face because <laughs> we get a lot of close ups of him just giving the dead stare look you know and and of course Brandon Lee you know he's a very handsome fellow so of course I'm sure the audience isn't going to complain about that kind of thing but um, it is kind of funny though because like <clears throat> you'd think that because it was kind of a perfect opportunity to actually take him down because there wasn't anybody else other than like some lady in the car with him, you know, but instead he decides to be, be the good guy, despite the fact that he was just locked away for eight years because of this, <laughs> this fella. So whatever. Um, and so then 
it all kind of turns into this situation where his brother kidnaps his girl and the, her and his son. And uh, oh, and he doesn't even know he has a son yet, too. That's another thing. And uh, I think somewhere in the middle of that, too, they uh, Brandon Lee and and his wife, uh, they, they touch base. They, they kind of reconvene, but they don't have a whole lot of time because she's, you know, trying to be on the down low. And of course, his brother is a dangerous guy. So it's like kind of a high risk situation. But eventually she and her son end up getting kidnapped. And that's when he and and I feel bad for calling him it, but the movie doesn't really give him any other name. But he and Four Eyes end up sort of pairing up. And actually, it just occurred to me, like, we don't even know why this, the guy with the glasses, the Four Eyes character was even in prison. You know? He does say he was, like, he's an arms deal- he was an arms dealer. Oh, okay. I must have missed that part. Yeah. But that he actually, yeah. that, that makes sense now because, yeah, like, yeah, actually, that that's perfect because yeah, then he ends up intro- then he ends up sort of providing him with all this weaponry. Yeah, the, the little line of yeah, I got I got a couple things, and it's like a whole fucking yeah cargo container of guns. So there you go. <laughs> um, and after his brother kidnaps his wife and kid, um, there's this hilarious scene where he tries to kill him. And it and it's like this big car chase scene where all this stuff is exploding. Oh, like yeah. it's great. And he ends up hide, having to hide in sort of like this chicken chicken area, which it was actually pretty cool. Like because he ends up sort of like in order to kind of get the, the get the thugs off his trail, he ends up just sort of opening all the latches. So the bird like yeah. the chickens are flying everywhere and they can't <laughs> find him and he escapes out the back. So it's yeah, like ooh, nice. yeah. <laughs> And then uh, it pretty much leads to this pretty epic climax, which <clears throat> pretty much unfolds the way most Brandon Lee films unfold, where he and some other person pair up to take down the, these the very uh, seemingly unlimited amount of, uh, of thugs that are trying to kill them. And eventually the guy, the, the, his, his partner ends up getting injured and, I think he even ends up getting killed in this one too, but I can't remember exactly. Oh and, no, because I remember at the end they were there was that stupid fucking like because at the end they were definitely like because the two first two thirds were so long they were yeah. going real fast. Yeah, and there was just that like it was still images of like him and four eyes and his kid. They were getting yeah. on the boat and it was like a little slideshow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're trying to be all sentimental. And yeah. It was like, mm. um. And, you know, it ends up being kind of tragic because, unfortunately, and I guess it's to be expected with these kinds of movies by this point, because it does happen in a lot of, like, action movies and martial arts movies. But eventually, you know, he does find out that his wife was was killed. And uh, it was kind of a twist because at first you're not really sure. And then he opens the door and he finds her dead. So, and... Uh, and so that happens, and then there's the the showdown with him and his brother. There's a lot of bloodshed. It's, you know, pretty satisfying because you really do want to see these guys get get theirs because they've been nothing but douches to to this guy who's who's you know just trying to be a good person. You know, <laughs> yeah. And then he takes his son in hand, and they get on the boat, and his son is like, "Oh, what happened to dad?" Because the the old guy who was with his wife in brazil like he's dead and it's like oh it's tragic but at least he and his son made it 
you know, so sail off into the sunset. <laughs> exactly. And it ends up being kind of a bittersweet ending, you know, pretty much everybody's dead, but you know, yeah. you yeah. guys make it out alive. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what's most important. So. <laughs> I liked it. I, it was pretty much exactly what I expected. It was pretty dumb, but I I still really enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. Hmm. What do you guys think? It was a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. <laughs> I expected a little more action, you know, in that first two thirds, but yeah, it was still yeah. pretty okay. Yeah, that's what my sentiment there was yeah. slow in the first two thousand. Like, oh. Yeah, it was definitely slow. That was the biggest problem with this movie is that like it does pick up in the in the end, but by that point it's like there's about twenty minutes left. There's only so much ground they can cover. They kinda have to summarize things really fast. And then it's mostly just a lot of death. And uh <laughs> a lot more gunplay than I was expecting. I thought it was gonna yeah. be some fist fights and shit. Yeah. That was the other thing I was kind of bummed out about was yeah. there just weren't a lot of, they're just generally Bruce Lee or not Bruce Lee, Brandon Lee's movies for whatever, like he, I don't know. He's not, he doesn't seem to, he was, he's just never, he was never really as into the martial arts stuff as his dad was, you know, he was more into the, the gunplay and the weaponry, you know, and there, there's always like a few moments in his films where he get does some hand to hand stuff or, you know, even like maybe like a couple like knife throwing things or whatever. But yeah, for the most part, I think uh, he he was always more into the the arms and the and the big guns and the, the overall sort of pyrotechnics and explosions and all that stuff. He was more into that sort of thing than he was into the sort of um, like you know like kung fu. And, yeah. All that, so. I was going to watch Rapid Fire after, but I didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rapid Fire's like, I'd say Rapid Fire's probably about on par. I'd say both are better than Laser Mission, in my opinion. Um, and then Showdown in Little Tokyo is like, it's fun, but it's, it's also really dumb. Like, <laughs> but yeah. It does have a great like line that he gives to Dolph Lundgren near the end, though, which I think is kind of an e-famous line by this point, because um, I I think people have like kind of used the clip where he says to him, you know, I just wanted to say in case we end up dying, you've got the biggest penis I've ever seen on another man. <laughs> wow. And the Dolph Lundgren's like, thank you. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. laughs> nice. So. You know, kudos for del- delivering a line like that with a straight face. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, I mean, there's little. This one was a little on the nose too, but I guess a lot of martial arts movies are like mm. the very first scene was like a save the cat moment kind of thing where he yeah. saved this little girl from well, not really save her, but grabbed her and chased down the bus she missed and re- reunited her with her family. It was like. That was just there. He was just there, like, oh, this is just to prove he's a nice guy. Yeah. Had to put a save the cat moment in. Yeah, I loved that. That was so funny. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah, the movie really wants you to, like, the movie didn't even have to do that much to make you root for him, but it really wanted to go, like, above and beyond to make, to ensure that you want this guy to to make it. So. So. There was one thing I, I want on this little part I found funny was the fucking 
when because he told Four Eyes to stay back, but then he pops out of the back of the jeep he was in the car chase with. Yeah, <laughs> saves him from the grenade, which they toss a grenade in the back, and oh yeah, Brandon couldn't get to it, and it took forever for the grenade to go off because yeah. Four Eyes like grabbed it, chucked it, and. <laughs> Like the first, because there was one grenade, it went off real quick. Yeah. And the second one took forever to go off <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah. Actually, to be this movie, to be honest, it actually kind of reminded me of Surf Ninjas. Like, <laughs> because like that scene reminded me of Surf Ninjas, and then there were a couple other parts that reminded me of it too. And so it kind of got me wondering if Surf Ninjas was inspired by Brandon Lee movies. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'd say as far as like being a movie like that that sort of like because I feel like this was like either his first or like one of his first Um, as far as being a movie that sort of introduces a new action star like I mean it definitely overcompensates on the heroic end of things for sure. But even though Brandon Lee like wasn't really that much of an actor, I mean, he was pretty much like going off of his sheer charisma, which can definitely like get a per- get an actor like that like far in, in movies like this. I'd say as being like a showcase for Brandon Lee, like it was like not not a bad way to start an action career, I'd say. like. Eh, it could have been a lot worse, I guess. I, I think I guess that's my overall impression of the movie is like, since I've seen so many like atrocious martial arts movies and really cheesy like '80s and '90s action movies, that uh, I, I feel like if I weigh this against a lot of those, like this one comes out, you know, mostly all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mid-tier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I'd say. Um, I put it sort of in the yellow range. <laughs> so, so maybe yellow green, you know, kind of lower. So yeah. <laughs> not 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 quite orange, but yeah. And red's a good one then. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say red is like the like top tier action movies. <laughs> yellow is like nah, and then like when you get lower the purple brown black like uh-oh that's when you're in trouble that's like when you're like that's the pocket ninja territory <laughs> to me that's that's territory that i that i think uh most action filmmakers should really 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 try not to trespass because yeah oof. anyway so i don't know you guys have any more thoughts about it yeah all right, cool. Well, yeah, I'd probably like, yeah, I think yellow, I guess, yeah, three for me. <laughs> so I, I'd rewatch it again, I, or I'd rewatch it, I think, if I, like, in the future, if I were with somebody who was like, hey, do you know any really dumb, like, action movies that are, like, kind of fun and maybe not memorable, but, like, enjoyable enough, I'd be like, well, Legacy of Rage is probably give you what you want, you know? <laughs> yeah. so. I mean, it'd be kind of a weird, weirdly specific thing for somebody to ask for from an action movie is something that's like, okay. Right. Like, I, can't, I don't know many people who'd be like, do you know of any okay action movies? <laughs> but if I do, if I ever meet anybody that, that is, is looking for, you know, moderate level action movies, 
this would probably be one I would recommend. So. I'd, I'd probably give it like a two. <laughs> yeah. It's because it was just so slow in the beginning. Yeah. Hard to get over that. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a two and a half. Yeah. Basically just for the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The third act is definitely the highlight, you know, even though it happens really fast and it's, you know, a little bit like hectic, I'd still say that's probably the strongest part of the movie, you know, and I think the main reason I enjoyed the first two thirds is because like it was, it's enjoyable to me to watch like a movie that pretty much just like is almost like a checklist of like cliches and you know, it was kind of fun, like sort of having all those sort of expectations kind of fulfilled. And also, it was funny to watch Bolo Young get his get his ass whooped by Brandon Lee. <laughs> like, yeah. I gotta admit that that was really really funny. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting him to show up. Yeah, I know. Neither was I. I had no idea he was in this. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, ooh, you know. So anyway, so so yeah, Legacy of Rage. So the the next movie was your pick. My pick. Yeah. It was Milk Money. Yeah. And do you want to be the uh, the unlucky bastard who has to <laughs> describe the plot? I guess. <laughs> right. So this is a like a coming of age ish, but more of a rom com movie. Yeah. But it's still a coming of age storyline yeah. with the main character. But basically, I mean. It's a family movie, it seems. Yeah, with prostitution <laughs> at its core. Yeah, it's a very interesting theme for a family movie. You know, right. it's like, you got to have a really free-spirited type of family, I think, to go to this one yeah, with the kids. So, yeah. yeah. So it like starts out like the first line of dialogue was, "You ever fart and sneeze at the same time?" <laughs> <laughs> I, wrote, I had to write that one down. This is... Yeah, that was a good. That's a good yeah. first line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just basically the kids yeah. were, you know, having a little camp out in the treehouse and yeah. shit, shining lights that look like boobies. Yeah, shining their flashlights and just joking around and yeah. shit. As soon as that line was uttered, I knew this was going to be a winner. So <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Who, who'd have thought it turned out to be such a heartwarming tale? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so that basically the first little part was the kids you're introduced to. Um, the main kid, uh, shit, what was it, Frank was his name, or maybe, or something like that? Yeah, something like that, yeah. <clears throat> I had it written down somewhere, but anyway, yeah, he's the main character kid. Yeah. And then there's uh, Kevin, he's a nerdy kid, and then you had the cool guy, forget his fucking name, the cool kid, though. Yeah, he was, I think he was the one I thought was the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was hilarious, yeah. I liked him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically, they're making a little time capsule thing of things they want to know, or whatever they are, yeah. when they're adults, or when they learn what adults are, or something like that. Yeah, because like, these kids are like, like kind of like roughly sort of adolescent or at least like two of them are and then one is like one on the cut like right like on the cusp i think like the main character is sort of the like the youngest of the three yeah so. yeah kevin frank and brad Brad's okay the cool kid yeah <laughs> of course of course his name's brad <laughs> right, so kevin like they one of them puts in a fucking diaphragm <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> 
<laughs> he didn't know what it was. But, yeah. But like fucking I think Kevin knew what it was, the nerd. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he like mentioned it yeah, and they just like, kind of blew him off. Yeah. Like, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> One of them puts in a fucking eye curler, eye eyelash curler. Yeah. And then his Frank, the main character, puts in a picture of his mom. Yeah. He doesn't know what it's like to have a mom. Mm, yeah, because his mom, like, died or Died something? giving yeah. birth to him, I guess. You know? Yeah. Apparently. And, and so we find that out. And he's like, yeah, I just want to know what it's like to have a mom. And Yeah. Which is kind of kind of sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, aw. Yeah. Right. And then the next morning, we're introduced to, like, his life. He's, like, kind of an adult little kid doing mm-hmm. his own laundry and showering and making breakfast for him. And yeah. His, his pops yeah. making coffee for his dad, who's played by Ed Harris. Yeah. And that was nice. I didn't expect him that. to show up. I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, like, a teacher and also, like, obsessed with, like, saving this patch of wetlands that's in town mm, yeah which automatically made me like him because yeah. like i'm i like i mean i mean i'm pretty into like environmental stuff and so yeah like out of all the characters i'd say ed harris was probably the one i was like oh yeah yeah he's nice. complex yeah not seeing him play something other than a villain yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah i like i liked him in this actually yeah because he was like a little absent, not absentee father, but like he was a little not the best, but like, he was like a good dad, but yeah, you know, wasn't you know, he was doing the best he could, but it's like it's tough because it's like his his wife is gone and then like he's busy all the time, and so like he, his son has to kind of assume some of the responsibilities of that, that Ed Harris would ordinarily have to do, but can't because he's like too busy working, and so it's like. It's it's a bit of a tricky like family situation, but yeah. you know, but they're working together at least. So yeah. teaches them well. Yeah. So, yeah. And then it starts <laughs> off with the the plot, which is these kids. You know, they're they're growing up into adolescence, and mm-hmm. they they want to see some boobies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they basically get this idea of going into town, and because one of them heard that there's ladies that'll get naked for you if you give him money <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a little uh, montage of them pooling all their money together selling random things the fucking cool kid lets the girls of his of the school try on his leather jacket for like a buck each <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious yeah there's a big line like, what he was like just, they were just like putting it on taking it off next and like, okay <laughs> And yeah, so throughout this, like, also the main character, Frankie, little kid, uh, had a crush on this blonde girl mm. who was into, who had a friend who was into Frank, but yeah. like, wanted the blonde girl, and but she was into Brad, there was a whole... Yeah, it's like... Little, little kid love triangle I mean, thing. These, yeah, these young, like, middle schoolers, like, it's like, they just, they don't know what they want, so it's yeah. like all mixed up and crazy, whatever. But, yeah, eventually they they get the money, a hundred and what fucking three dollars and sixty two cents or something. A, like, that. <laughs> like that's a pretty impressive haul for, for kids, three yeah. kids, yeah. Right. So. And 
yeah, it's mostly in change as well. <laughs> yeah, hence the title, <laughs> Milk Money. money yeah. <laughs> so at least now we know why it's titled Milk Money. <laughs> yeah. They, and they, they eventually, yep, they uh, paddle their bikes to fucking the city, mm. which I think is Philadelphia. They didn't really say, but it took, like I saw a Pennsylvania license plate. Yeah, I'm so guessing. I'm assuming it was Philly. Yeah. Uh, and they have a nice, funny little scene of them just going around to random women on the street, like <laughs> business women and stuff like that, asking them to show them to get naked for them. With yeah. That money it's like one of them was like, if we, like, what did he say? He's like, if, I think one of them asked if they were like a prostitute or something. Yeah, one game. of them just straight up asked, Are you a prostitute? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little kid asking this I random, like, woman. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> And then one of the, like, and then some, so some bad guy notices a bunch of, like, three little kids <laughs> dangling a bag of money out yeah. around and kind of lures them into a garage. Yeah. These kids are not discreet. Not so. at all. No, they just have a bag of money flopping around. And yeah. so this seedy character lures them into a garage to rob them. But they luckily happen to get robbed right next to the main character or the main prostitute that we follow throughout the movie yeah uh, played by she, melanie griffith yep melanie griffith playing the prostitute v yeah. is her name yeah. which again like as soon as her name appeared in the title in the opening credits i was like oh okay excellent so this is like uh ed harris and melanie griffith like so we got you know we got a cast you know <laughs> yeah uh. and yeah she base she's hooking right next to where they're getting robbed and, yeah and like this vehicle yeah and she, you know, knocks the dude out with the door, and but the the dude, the guy she's hooking with, just books it because he doesn't want to get caught or some shit. Yeah, it's and, like some rich politician or something. Yeah. So you know, they eventually go out. She needs the money because she just you know lost that client. Yeah. And so they give her the hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's like, will you show us your breasts? <laughs> right. <laughs> so fucking weird too. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's an intense plot for a family movie. I mean, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe in the early '90s people were more open-minded about that kind of stuff. But yeah, like, I don't think this could be made. <laughs> <They> just, yeah, <laughs> I think it was just shit go, like I know. Yeah, I think just people just these days are just too uncomfortable with the idea of like. I mean, the theme of prostitution in and of itself is already sort of a like contentious theme for a lot of people, which like it's I mean, I'm not bothered by the subject matter, but like I know a lot of people like don't really feel super comfortable with the idea of like prostitution just as a profession, you know, so putting it in a family movie is already sort of like a sort of a kind of a risky thing to do. And then having it be also about children is also it also kind of is yeah yeah a little weird i was like is it i go down is this is this okay to watch i was like no. <laughs> i mean <clears throat> it's a pg-13 so yeah, you know PG yeah fully yeah like it's not like the kids are like being like really crude or anything actually they're i mean for the most part they're i mean obviously they do say some gross stuff but it's not like it's more just like innocent gross stuff rather than like vulgar gr like when i was their age i said way worse stuff than they did so yeah that's like the worst thing they say i think so yeah like right after that too they like she shows them but 
Frank, the main kid, hides his eyes. Yeah. The little good boy he is. Yeah, he decides to be a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're, so they're done with that. They're off the street. And she gives them cigs, too. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we're supposed to have... Like, Brad's like, yeah, it's, it's necessity to have one of these after sex. <laughs> but their bikes get stolen because they just locked them up in a random alley. Yeah. And um and then v's pimp who's skimming off the top of his boss who's skimming off the top of his yeah she takes his car because she just wants to get out and then notices they need a ride yeah so she uh drives them over to uh to frank's house or drives them all back home at least yeah but then the uh the car breaks down so she has to chill with chill with them. Yeah, this is when the situation gets a little bit sticky. Yeah, because so. she's like driving around noticing, oh, this is a nice little suburban neighborhood with families and stuff. Well, not what I'm used to. And yeah, you know, she he hides uh, her in the treehouse, <laughs> which is a nice little touch. Yeah, that was cute. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I got a place for you yeah. to stay. And yeah, they use the old cannon string for a telephone and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's very old school. You yeah. know, they definitely yeah. Yeah, and like she also noticed and says the oh it looks like a boob <laughs> with the flashlights on the yeah. ceiling too. Yeah. So which I appreciated she noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah so the morning comes and she's trying to get into contact with somebody and she the dad asks like asks his son who who is this lady and she, yeah he makes up the lie that she's a math tutor and there's that you know the classic misunderstanding like little sequence that yeah. they're, all, they're speaking around each other but they think that they're both speaking the same saying the same thing yeah using euphemisms and shit like that yeah because like he because the frank tells his dad that she's like a math tutor and and but then he tells her and i'm not actually really quite sure why he did this but he tells her that he told his dad that she was a prostitute and that he was okay with it even though that's totally not at all what happened he didn't say anything like that to his dad but but she's and she's like she's not really sure if she should trust him but then when she talks to ed harris ed harris is like oh so my son told me what you do and is thinking oh he told me that you were a math tutor and then of course it's like a series of euphemisms (laughs) and sort of misunderstandings and innuendo and must be a tough job and all that stuff you know just which they kind of they it does start to stretch a little bit thin but they, i don't know it's like for harmless fam well maybe not harmless but for a family <laughs> comedy it's like you know it's kind of charming you know yeah. to have the two characters sort of cutely sort of misunderstand each other talk past each other without realizing it you know Mm-hmm. and like having like this, i'm just picturing like a weird family in the theater being like oh oh that's so quirky right? yeah. <laughs> like i like to uh, another little cute scene is um, him and his dad just having a tv dinner mm. <laughs> eating contest that was beautiful oh. yeah. <laughs> some gross looking food though it was yeah. <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> no wonder they wanted to eat it fast <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And 
so eventually, I guess, yeah, the pimp, the pimp gets killed eventually, mm. and yeah, because he was skimming off the top of his boss, and he found yeah. out, and but he also blames V, yeah, you know, and so she's you know has to hide out at Frank's longer, and then she yeah. lands, and the car is broken down and everything, so yeah. and she has to pretend to not be a prostitute, too. yeah, which is like she goes out into the city with the kids at one point and like <laughs> she's looking all prostituting she's trying to get dudes as well to like get like get some i don't know some cash or whatever yeah and like two of the girls like i forget one of them's like oh that's very bad or whatever oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> the blonde girl yeah. Frank, like, yeah. yeah i thought that was pretty funny because it did kind of remind me of the way like a lot of girls like around that age tend to because you know girls tend to mature faster than boys do and so like naturally like like a lot of girls sort of figure out a lot of the stuff like regarding like what like prostitution is and what all this other stuff is like you know regarding like sex and stuff and so it's funny to like kind of see them sort of like react in that way it's almost like playing off of that and so it's yeah. like yeah and they knew too yeah yeah <laughs> frank even tells them when they first see her oh yeah she's my aunt or something <laughs> 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 which didn't go out too well a little later on but, yeah um so like that so this is actually the second movie we watched that has sex education yeah <laughs> this one did it way better too yeah <laughs> oh this so they're having this frank has a oral report on sex education he has to do yeah and his teacher doesn't help him at all yeah she's useless yeah she expects him to somehow like figure all this stuff out without even providing him like any assistance or any assurance or guidance or anything she's like you have to write about the female anatomy it's like (laughs) great (laughs) now what i'm gonna do so he ends up getting a cosmopolitan magazine which is not a good thing to read if you want to learn about like female anatomy by the way is is there a place like a girl or you can touch to make him go crazy. <laughs> that <Yeah>. comes up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like, so his oral report was awesome. <laughs> so just amazing because they lure the teacher out by saying she has a phone call. Yeah. And then they bring V in, and she's like wearing like a leotard of some sort. That yeah. He like draws on her body where like, and this is the like where the, the ovaries where the eggs were stored and here's the fallopian tube <laughs> and here's the uterus which he said it's like a, a fist-sized baby motel <laughs> he calls it that and like, <laughs> like like the teacher came back quick too because it was just like we'll call that oh no one's there okay yeah. and then he's she's like trying to bang bang down the doors and he's like showing them like, yeah you know with a pointer where all this stuff is and yeah all the kids are like ignoring the fucking teacher banging on yeah. the door but melanie griffith's character v just pretty much just goes along with it yeah. like she's, so. she's digging it. she thinks it's funny i'm sure yeah meanwhile the teacher's like dying banging on the door trying to find the right key it's like oh gosh oh you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> like frank gets a bunch of clout now in the school too because he's yeah. has this cool hot older lady like like the first night she stayed over, his friends didn't believe him. They're like, "Oh no, you're full of shit!" Like, yeah. but he showed him, like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and even like the blonde girl was impressed with him too. Yeah, this hot old Which... like, like older lady. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but okay, so 
So then eventually uh, there's conflict. Yeah, they go on like V and the dad eventually go on the date. There's still a miscommunication going on. Yeah. Uh, and that leads to that a funny little scene where like they're on they're oh, what's it? they're just they're on the date they're on a date and yeah. like the the little nerdier girl was like oh that's uh his sister yeah like or whatever and the mom was like oh you you could learn a thing or two about them because they were real close they were hugging like yeah. real close all smoochy almost you could learn a thing or two about them and then because she had a little brother like they're good they're good siblings they love each other yeah and then they fucking kiss and the little brother says what did he say there's no way i'm doing that there was some pretty funny lines in this movie actually it was that what oh i forgot about the one um because at one point they're like uh what was it they're like it would have like way earlier in the movie she like checks to see if they have wires or whatever and then she's like hmm you're not hairy enough to be dangerous and it's oh, like yeah. oh my god <laughs> oh yeah tell them to lift their shirts yeah you see mine i see yours yeah so everybody ends up flashing each other <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah so eventually oh they were on a the date yeah and then kevin's dad the nerdy kid that's dad, right yeah he finds out that she's in town and uh he used her apparently he yeah used her services and freaks out because he doesn't want his little life to get ruined over it and yeah uh he calls up his pimp or whatever yeah the, the head honcho yeah fucking waltzer played by malcolm mcdowell yeah <laughs> yeah so he's so this is a reappearance from him on this show uh which what was the other? oh class of 1999 we saw him in before okay. and in this movie actually one thing I, I one thing i gotta say i didn't quite like about it was i kind of felt like he was underused like for being the villain he I don't know. He didn't really end up doing much. Like, like he was threatening, but he's also pretty lenient too. <laughs> yeah, and also he had a really unusual accent too. Like, he didn't sound the way he usually does. Like, because McDowell, he has a kind of like he he's got like an English accent, but with some like, sort of like slight Russian sort of like inflections. But in this, he has a bit more of like a Cockney like. Oi, what are you doing? Like type of thing, which I just yeah. didn't sound right. You know, I was like, "What the heck?" Like you sound like different. You know, and he's done that accent in a in a couple other movies before, and it sounded better. But in this one, it sounded a little bit like unrefined. So I don't know what that was all about. But, anyway. yeah. but yeah, go on. Sorry. So um, eventually i guess yeah frank's dad finds out that she's a prostitute somehow i forget exactly how i think i think she she might have told him actually okay yeah Yeah. that makes sense yeah Yeah. um and like at first he's kind of like oh no you know takes him some time to kind of like accept that which Eh, I guess that makes sense, but I don't know. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of a. At that point, I feel like he shouldn't have really like been surprised because I don't know. There were kind of a lot of like 
obvious signs of, that were kind of point, pointing to that. And so it was a little bit of like a moment where a bunch of conflicts sort of happened and had to kind of get introduced. And so like, so she and, and the Frank character also have a little bit of like a, like a dispute as well. And, and so he lied to yeah or whatever. and so he gets depressed the, the boy and he ends up taking that the box like the memory box or whatever like the time capsule and putting it in the trash you know but then and she he she gave him a locket too that she oh yeah stole for, and i was like i'll keep it forever yeah but he throws that out too and yeah i think because he just felt like it was almost like you know because he'd already like he'd already didn't have a mom and he kind of felt like she was sort of like fulfilling that and then she like is mad at him and he like you know feels like sad about that so yeah and he wanted her to marry his dad and shit yeah because what was that like queen or princess whatever um they both had in common they liked oh uh i don't don't remember but yeah but it was some Lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> so they both like like she like admired her and he was always like, Yeah, your mom looks like her. Yeah, oh, it was, it was uh, Gene Kelly. That's it. Okay. Gene Kelly, yeah. She's like, It's is she a Gene Kelly dad? Or something. He's like, Yeah. Yeah, she's a Gene <laughs> Kelly. And of course, like Melanie Griffith's character is loves Gene Kelly because she like doesn't he have she'll have like a picture of her or something yeah that was it yeah i think that's what like made it made yeah. frank want them to get him and his his dad and melanie griffith to get together yeah and so when they like go into the trash and find like the time capsule box it's like oh you know yeah they see the picture yeah. of his mom too it's like oh i didn't know he had this yeah blah, blah. and it's like oh maybe this can work between us yeah because and frank did a little cosmo thing too <laughs> a cosmo quiz for his dad and yeah he was, that was one of the ways he told he got him to you know get over that she was a prostitute he got she got a 98 out of 100 for you and <laughs> i wrote down one of the loss of the points was it was because the relationship started on a lie <laughs> yeah you i was re- like oh that's only one point okay <laughs> yeah. oh yeah you lose a point because the relationship is built on a lie <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought that was a good little touch there too yeah Cosmo, yeah <clears throat> but <clears throat> yeah so there's then they have like a, it's like a dance a dance yeah the there dance we go comes next uh and while they're at the dance um mcdowell you know is found v tracking her down yeah and the dad gets the car fixed after a while because yeah he kept putting it off and everything and but eventually after you know they got on a flight he wanted i guess to make it up or do something yeah because he felt bad for like shaming her basically like for being a prostitute which again i'm not quite sure why he did that but whatever yeah maybe that's just that's what i liked about this little rom-com was that the you know there's always a fight between the two main love interests but this one ended real shortly yeah i I was relieved because i I get tired of watching movies where like conflict happens for no reason and then it gets drawn out and like that happens in so many romantic comedies but yeah like i think how to lose a guy in 10 days was probably one of the worst examples where both the characters are idiots and then they discover that they're both like double crossing each other and then instead of being like oh whoops you know maybe like maybe we can put aside this bullcrap and 
maybe work work this out instead they are like they decide to get mad at each other for no reason mm-hmm. and it's like ugh. but in this movie you know they're only mad for like a brief period of time and then they get over it really quick and yep. and i also i have to say you know kudos to ed harris for like not because again i know prostitution is sort of a difficult issue for a lot of people but it isn't for ed harris's character yeah so Especially for a 90s flick. Yeah, pretty progressive for the early 90s. Although I could picture some people maybe getting offended by like the way like women are depicted in this movie. But I I don't know. To me, it was so obviously tongue in cheek that I couldn't even really like. And I grew up with like five sisters. And so like I, I I feel like I have a pretty good idea of like what generally tends to be considered misogynist. And like, I don't know, for me, I didn't feel like this movie was really that that the only thing i didn't really like like uh, one thing i will say is like the Anne hesh or the Anne hesh whatever and whatever Hesh-Hesh. character who's like the she, she she's basically this character who's like hanging around malcolm mcdowell and she's another prostitute and she she does literally was nothing she in this prostitute? i thought she was his girlfriend oh maybe she was I, I just I guess I assumed that she was a prostitute because she was dressed really fancy like she yeah. was supposed but she does pretty much nothing in this movie yeah, like she's there for she just says some dumb line like she's a dumb blonde but she's not yeah. blonde yeah. yeah but she doesn't add to the plot yeah. she doesn't add to the conflict she shows up she says like yeah like you said she says like two things she's like a non-character so yeah. she could have just not even been in the movie and it wouldn't have even changed anything <laughs> so, yeah. But, well. yeah so they're at the dance and Kevin, I like yes, he came to the dance. Yeah, like, they're all dressed up and looking fancy, and he's just a fucking mess. Yeah, because he find because he puts two and two together that his dad hired V. <laughs> yeah, so he's just like all like I don't give a fuck anymore. My yeah, he doesn't say that, but like he basically says that he's, he's like, disillusioned yeah. by you know, his dad. Yeah, because his dad like he was like a neat proper kid. Yeah, so his dad telling him blah blah blah, you know. Yeah, have to be, and then he's like, "My dad's a liar," and everything. Yeah, it's like my whole life is a lie. Blah blah blah. You know. Oh, actually, my other favorite line in the movie um, was also it was in during the like my two favorite line. The one about them not being hairy enough to be dangerous, and then the other line I really liked was um, the the during the dance. Like, there's like some some nerd characters who are like sitting on the bleachers and they see um the the melanie griffith's character and they say like what are the what do they say now i don't even remember the line which is funny because it was like my favorite thing it was actually did make me laugh but it was like what what are the chances of or no it was something like that yeah like what are the chances of something or what do you yeah it was some mathematical and then they start so yeah, what are the chances of uh, somebody like us like getting with a girl like her or something like that? And then they then they all get on their pocket calculators and start making yeah. estimates. It's like what? Yeah. Yeah. One thing I did notice too, they had a lot of callbacks in the movie too, like mm. in the very first scenes where he's like you know in the shower <clears throat> uh, before he's like you know making breakfast for his dad and everything. I, yeah. I even he was like doing a little dance and I was like, oh, this fucking kid can't dance. <laughs> and he, he's like. And then, like a minute later, he's like, "I can't dance." And I was like, "Oh yeah, no, you can't, man." Yeah. <laughs> and before the dance, V gives him a little dance lesson. Yeah. And so at the dance, they rock it out on the dance floor. They're, you know, it's that classic. They're the only two dancing while the whole 
parties, you know, circling them, watching. Yeah, like, it's like it decided to become an 80s movie. I was <laughs> like, ooh, okay. <laughs> and, uh, Lots of character arcs, surprisingly. Yeah. Like, for the type of movie this is, even the characters that aren't even important get character arcs. It's like, right. okay, cool. Yeah. Yep, and then, oh, and so, like, even all before that, it was like, when one thing was that when he told his friends that she stayed the night over, that he bet his jacket... Mm. the cool kid brad's jacket so he was he was walking <laughs> around with a jacket looking all cool yeah. gaining the respect of the girls there and like <laughs> and as he was dancing you know he was gaining even more respect and like the little blonde girl was like oh he can dance yeah he can dance real well and <laughs> <laughs> um, after the dance he goes up to the blonde yeah gives her her jacket but goes with the nerdy little girl yep. that has turned, an eye on frank <laughs> yeah it turns out that frank was you know like yeah the film sort of makes you think it's gonna be about the the blonde girl but nope, nope. he gets he goes with the girl that likes him and has yeah. interest in him instead of the one that's superficial yeah probably and say, i guess it's perfect it's like ah yes good going dude yeah. <laughs> right yeah. yeah and then yeah so it more or less ends with a chase scene a chase scene yeah, yeah. like so Malcolm mcdowell gets locked in a closet <laughs> yeah that was fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah. i love that I was like, <laughs> so yeah he sees the car because dad's his dad comes to the dance yeah uh, with the fixed car and then uh kevin's dad calls her a slut and then yeah. they start fucking fist fighting and shit and yeah the whole fight breaks out while mcdowell's there trying to get v yeah and then the kids help her escape uh lock him in a closet and yep. fucking frank's driving yeah which oh. the chase scene was pretty intense for this little movie yeah that part was hard to watch i didn't like that i was like <laughs> uh-oh i mean i already have kind of issues with the with car scenes and movies <laughs> where it's like i mean i don't know if you folks remember how sort of negatively triggered i was watching mac and me with the stupid alien things <laughs> going like oh it's like driving around like idiots not knowing what the heck they're doing but this was even worse than that yeah. because yeah frank doesn't he has no clue what he's doing Can't as far reach, as driving yeah, he couldn't reach the pedals and drive like you see over there yeah and he's not he's not even looking outside the windshield it's yeah, like he has ugh. to either be on the gas or look out the window but yeah eventually brad gets on the gas so he can look out the window and drive yeah so, and they're telling him to gas break gas break and yeah. shit and <laughs> it's an intense car fucking car chase for their little suburb town yeah i would have given the movie an r rating just for the car chase <laughs> yeah i've been like rated r for an intense car chase <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure themes yeah <laughs> but the, it, the car chase ends with them making it across the a train track while the trains you know crossing they mm -hmm. make it but mcdowell's on the other side yeah and the car blows up yep and wasn't there like it, it was because malcolm mcdowell was pursuing them and was it was there like supposed to be like money in the trunk or something like that yeah, there was or, money hidden okay. in the gas tank yeah well is why the car wouldn't work mm, well, the money's gone <laughs> yeah, the money's gone burnt to a crisp or so they think yeah <laughs> Like, and then eventually, you know, they all, in that part, they go on their separate ways kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah. And she goes back mm -hmm. to Walzer. Yeah. McDowell gets McDowell. arrested. 
Yeah. Yeah. Does he? Because doesn't he? Or no? Yeah, he does. And then yeah. he goes to the, she goes to the Pope or whatever. Yeah. Which is the guy above McDowell. Yeah. And he lets her off. Just I don't know. Cause yeah, he's like, yeah, because <laughs> you're good. You were you were skimming off. <laughs> Him who is getting skimmed off by my pimp, so yeah. the money I'm saving you by leaving or whatever is more than you lost. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's uh, awfully generous. Right. <laughs> oh, well, she gets away scot-free. Yep. Good for her, I guess. And so, yeah, the dad, like, oh, I don't know how it happened necessarily, but the dad was like, when he fixed a car before the dance, he said, I thought I was wrong, I thought I was wrong. He's running around. I didn't even, I did notice it. It was like, oh, it must be like his tools or something. But it was actually a bag filled of money. Yeah. And so she, I forget how the money gets into her hands. Yeah. But it eventually does get into her hands, right, somehow. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I don't know. It was some, it, it, it happened somewhere in the middle, in the, in the midst middle, of all the like, crazy, yeah, yeah <laughs> the, the kooky situations. Yeah. So. And it ends with, you know, her the dad trying to chain himself to the yeah the tractors or whatever that yeah. are trying to rip out the wetlands. Yeah, he's willing to make that sacrifice. You know, yeah. he's willing to go to jail just to preserve this this one spot. You know, which is actually kind of a gorgeous spot, I must admit. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, but in the end, he can't because he has a kid, and he has to, you know, not go to jail for him. Yeah. And at the last second saved by somebody who bought the, the deed to the land which mm-hmm. was v with all that money yeah and apparently it was a lot of money too because she bought a nice car and a fucking yeah and a donut shop or something in the city as well in that little town as well yeah she's pretty solid like she, she must have made out with a fuck ton of money if she could buy the land yeah maybe she's really good at bargaining and, <laughs> <laughs> i mean she has a <laughs> you know, background. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. And it ends with the little line of um, her telling Kev or her telling Frank, uh, "There is a place where you can touch a girl to make her go crazy. Her heart." <laughs> yeah, it's like, aww. aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of Milk yeah. Money. So. Yeah. Well, for a family movie about prostitution, it was, <laughs> you know, surprisingly, surprisingly decent, you know, surprisingly well done. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if I'd necessarily like throw the movie out as a recommendation to a lot of people <laughs> just because it's like, I know most people, you know, probably wouldn't feel very comfortable watching a film like this. But I don't know if you like weird, like movies that are kind of weird in this way. I, I don't know. I, I'd yeah. recommend it. I'd recommend it. I thought it was, it was cute. Yeah. It was definitely not what I was expecting. Cause Me like, neither. I read like a little brief. I didn't even read the full synopsis. So yeah. Like, oh, some kids trying to hire a prostitute. Like, oh, okay. I'm choosing this one. Sold. <laughs> yeah. And then it turned out to be a nice little heartwarming tale. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know what it was about. Like, honest. I, I mean, I saw, I saw that it was a PG-13. And I saw that it had Melanie, or well, I actually, I didn't even know that it had Melanie Griffith in it, but I saw the cover and my first thought was like, maybe this is like another, like, 
Miss 45 type of movie, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> that was my, I was like, ooh, is this going to be like a revenge thriller or something? And then it, it ended up being very, very much the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a, a it was a cute family oriented question mark romantic <laughs> comedy. So. And it was the production quality it was real low, and it was good. They had like a high def version on the streaming platform I use. Yeah, and the acting was great, even by the kids. Yeah, like all the kids were good actors. Yeah, the kids did a good job. You know, you know it was pretty well written for a rom com. And yeah, yeah, I, you know, it had the tropes, but didn't like go hard into them. That yeah, which I hate. Yeah, I mean, I think if there were any like. If there was like a major criticism I'd have I'd have about this movie, I guess it would be like the fact that they want like they they make light of the subject of prostitution, which I I'm not like against people like you know making a, a comedy about prostitution, but then at the same time they also like try to kind of take the subject serious in the second half where it gets kind of dark and gritty with the pimp trying to kill her and all that stuff, and so it I felt like it was a little bit of like a uh, disjointed tone between like trying to take itself too seriously, but at the same time trying not to take itself too seriously. And like, so like the first half, like I think did a good job at being like lighthearted and the second half did like a pretty good job at being kind of dark and, and suspenseful in, in its own kind of weird way. But it sort of, I don't know, it almost felt like, the two halves like the two halves of the movie didn't it i don't know it, it almost just sort of felt like two separate films in a weird way it just the, like the tone didn't quite coalesce very well but i mean it that's the kind of thing though that i like i think the only people that are going to be bothered by by stuff like that are people like me who've seen like a billion movies and and so like yeah. end up getting sort of you know distracted by that but but generally though like if it, it's the kind of movie where like if you're able to sort of, you know, be open-minded about subject and the sort of tone they're aiming for, I don't know. I, I'd say it's it's enjoyable. I'd say it's yeah, worth watching. It. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not the uh, biggest rom-com fan. Yeah. Kind of threw me off a little, but yeah, I like the stuff with the kids, like the coming of age kind of stuff mm. yeah yeah it was, good. It was, it was. genre fusion <laughs> yeah i'd say the first half i liked more than the second half but i still enjoyed the second half you know yeah. i kind of would say this was sort of almost like a precursor to like <clears throat> movies like um like what was that one that came out um last year or the year before about the the three kids who like it's like a it was like a comedy. It was like a crude kind of comedy. Oh, I, I, good boys. Yeah, yeah, it almost sort of felt like like a, like a sort of early '90s like precursor to that. Although it wasn't anywhere near as crude as that one was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. I mean, it was again, it was kind of silly and dumb, but I Just it was super bad, but with kids. Yeah. yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. I'd say the way the kids in that movie were were like the way the kids in that movie talked and sort of what their interests were like regarding like you know the opposite sex i'd say that was probably done a little bit more realistically but having said that i mean milk money is a family movie so you know it's understandable yeah, yeah. yeah. and i liked 
Frank a lot too. He was pretty smart for a little kid too. Was, he was. He was like, adorable. Like, oh, this kid has like more maturity and wisdom than I do. But, yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't know how to fuck. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I don't yeah, know. I give it a four because I liked it quite a bit, honestly. And it teared up a little too in the emotional parts. I was like, yeah got watery at least i was like oh that's cute i did feel i did feel a lot of sympathy like for him regarding like the fact that he didn't have a mom i mean and and also just like yeah him getting sort of starting when he started having issues with the melanie griffith character it's like i mean it's like the two characters in the movie that i really really didn't want to see have conflict you know because yeah i'm glad they didn't dwell on it i i'm sort of divided between like a three and a three or a four like i'm i think i'm i'm leaning toward a four um yeah i think i'd I'd probably give it a four as well so i gave it a two and a half (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i'd say yeah that makes that makes sense it like if you if it's definitely not one if you to watch if you don't like romantic comedies because yeah it is another one of those like checklist type of romantic comedies, but yeah, I don't know. It's definitely different though from what I expected. It totally was not the kind of movie I was expecting it to be, so I was pleasantly yeah. charmed by it. Yeah. One other thing that I like to is just some little throwaway stuff. They were trying to figure out what V stood for, mm. and like Frank first asked, like, like Valerie. Virginia, West Virginia, <laughs> and then his dad does the same exact thing too. Like Vicky, Virginia, West Virginia, <laughs> and it turns out in the end, spoiler alert, it's actually E. And she dropped. She said, "Yeah, I dropped the bo- both of the E's in my name." So <laughs> it was just V. It was Eve. That's her name. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, I didn't twist. expect that. Uh, twist. That was probably the biggest <laughs> twist in the whole movie. Yeah. So. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like, oh, her name actually doesn't start with V. Yeah, <laughs> yeah milk money. Yeah. Milk money. Milk money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the third film and final film we're doing on this show is your choice. Yeah, I guess I'm the oddball this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny considering. (laughs) My pick is Dr. Alien. Mm. Full Moon Features. Yes. Directed by David DiCatio. Yeah. However you say it. That's that's how I pronounce it too, David DiCatio. Uh, I'm not actually sure how it's pronounced, but that's how I've always pronounced it. So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I've seen a few of his films. So. Yeah, I think the only other one I've seen is Creepazoids, which has a lot of references in this movie to that movie. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think I saw Creepazoids. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, yeah, but it's another one of his with uh, Leanna Quigley. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I did see that one. Then yeah, um, I've seen. What else have I seen? I've seen a couple. I think I saw one of those stupid Brotherhood movies that he did, and then I saw, um, I saw Leather Jacket Love Story, which I'm not going to recommend to you guys. But I, you know, yeah. I, I mean, personally, that's more my cup of tea. But I'm not going to like, yeah, throw that one around too much. And then I, 
there was one that I saw the cover for called a talking cat exclamation point question mark exclamation point that's the one I'm most curious about but anyway yeah. but Dr. Alien is what we're talking about today yeah so we start out with the the biology teacher mm. which we later find out getting chased by some orb <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice little graphics there. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and oh, excellent. Title card. Yeah, it was an intense little car crash, too. Yeah. Yeah. On here. yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some heavy duty, you know, full moon we got going on here. Yeah. And then cut to the main character. Mm. Some nerdy kid with like a sitcom family style. Sitcom style family. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I fucking hated that kid too. <laughs> His narration over the whole movie. Oh yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah. narration. But it was so so teasing. Yeah, I mean, you guys know how much I hate narration. I so hate <laughs> as soon as the narration came up, I was like, oh darn it. Luckily, it wasn't okay. What was that? Luckily, it wasn't for that long, but. Uh... Mm. still there yeah yeah <laughs> so he's in college i guess but it doesn't seem like college yeah i was confused at the very beginning too because they mentioned he's in college yeah and then they go to what seems to be like a high school I was yeah, like, what? i'm wondering if that they changed that last minute because there's like too much tits and sex <laughs> and shit yeah <laughs> yeah it was a little bit unclear I, i'm gonna guess that it was like maybe i'm gonna guess it was both I, i'm gonna guess that he he's he was probably like late high school that was taking some kind of like um courses like at a university is because it just seemed like everybody there just i don't know nobody seemed very smart so yeah it was a, a sex ed in biology yeah. class for college kids yeah <laughs> which i guess if you i guess if their schools didn't decide to teach sex ed then you gotta learn it sometime so <laughs> may as well be when you're almost 20 so when they get to class they have the replacement teacher dr zenobia <laughs> <laughs> i just call her dr z yeah. <laughs> it was like blonde, big tits, you know. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the, the dudes in this class are, you know, whoa. Yeah. As soon as she walks in the door, she's like, you know just kind of strutting and they're all just yeah it's it's like suddenly everybody's brain start stops working at the same time so yeah and at the end of class asks if someone wants to stay for extra credit of course all the dudes like yeah yeah <laughs> except for the nerd i forget yeah i don't think i wrote down his name either <laughs> yeah, yeah it's nerd. probably like john or some generic name like that yeah uh but uh, Ends up picking him, and mm. uh, for an extra credit was an experiment. Yeah, she's gonna give him a vitamin, which, you know, on when it comes to movies that we review on this show, if somebody's gonna like take a vitamin, that's usually a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, because let's not forget, I mean, body melt. Body melt, death warmed up. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what it is with vitamins, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't trust the vitamins. Yeah. Yeah. Just take drugs instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets injected with this vitamin and then yeah. uh sprouts uh anus looking tentacle on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like making smooches too. Yeah. <laughs> making kissing noises. It's like, oh goodness. Uh and then the Dr. Zenobia basically rapes him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah his like a her assistant watches and takes notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean there's no other way around it. That's exactly what happens, like one hundred percent. So yeah, and then he goes home uh, and wakes up as a douchebag. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the plot. Pop collar, sunglasses. Yeah, the, the spiked slick back hair. Yeah, the and he starts even dressing like in fancy sort of like you know strutting around like he's like Danny Zuko in Greece. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, while while he was sleeping, he had that dream with Leanna Quigley and Ginger Allen. Mm. Yeah, that was <laughs> basically the cast of Vice Academy. <laughs> <laughs> which they showed up like three or four more times as like different people, which I didn't understand. I guess yeah, maybe they just they couldn't get enough people to to act in this movie, so they just reused the cast members. I guess like. Yeah, they were in that dream. They were at the drive-in, and they were that band at the end. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Which I had to pause it at that part and take a break. It's like it's just like okay, Doctor Alien. So. Because yep. yeah. yeah, eventually you kind of have to like. Yeah. I I don't know. I was having a little bit of trouble absorbing it all. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little absurd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, basically the middle is like so repetitive. <clears throat> yeah. He, like, tries to get. <laughs> his crush and mm. ends up getting raped some more <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's very unfortunate for him yeah. you know? like whenever that tentacle creeps up girls just fuck him yeah yep. and then can't his... have him can't need him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh this girl doesn't want him anymore it happens again and again yeah it's actually kind of a tragic movie really when i think about it i'm surprised she kept going back to him after all he was doing and shit i know because she caught him like screwing people as well yeah she came back after that at least he didn't go ballistic and start shooting people with (laughs) 0.45 yeah There's a car, like, there's some car, he sucks at driving, sort of. Oh, yeah. Although he doesn't, there's a, he doesn't get killed, so that's good, scene, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Bully. Oh, it's yeah. Bully. And she's like, you're not going to do that. But he does. Yeah. <laughs> she gets yeah. pissed at him again there, mm-hmm. too, yeah. <laughs> yep. What were we about to say? Uh, I forget. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's basically the same shit over and over again. Yeah. I lost where my notes are, so. Okay. <laughs> well, <clears throat> um, I guess at the end, we'll just skip to the end, I guess. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say, ultimately, until the end. Like, the ending is probably the most interesting part. So. In the jock fight. Yeah, so. it was that. So. Oh, yeah. And he, he gets 
randomly knows how to fight. Yeah. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And it keeps getting, gets like two more of these injections. <laughs> yeah, the like, vitamin injections. Which he could have easily walked away from those last couple times. Yeah. <laughs> I think he kind of wanted it the last couple times. <laughs> yeah. He gets with the jocks girlfriends too. <laughs> yeah, which is funny. Yeah. Because his friend character, dude, he was funny too. He yeah. caught him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't care if I ever have sex again as long as I can live vicariously through you. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, which, him sleeping with the jocks, like, girl. I, I kind of expected that, you know, just because, like, although I didn't really see any other reason for her to even be in the movie at that point, you know, yeah. so, but, eh, yeah. Yeah, and then after that, he tries to find another way to impress the girl again yeah. for like the fifth time. Yeah. So he uh, randomly joins a, a band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were they called? The Sex Mutants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent band name. Yep. Which right after he joins them, they all come over for dinner, which was a funny scene. I liked that scene yeah. uh, when he was introducing them. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> Like stereotype rockers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so they played the show. Mm. Yeah, full. Then... It was a full music video too, not just yeah. like a like a verse. Yeah. It was just like, oh god damn it! Was, yeah. After like the first part, I was like, oh, they're gonna do the whole song, aren't they? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sure enough, they did. Yep. So, song yeah. too. Yeah, I was surprised by the quality of it. Yeah, I liked it. It was definitely better than like the two the songs that, um, what was that other movie that we saw that had a, like it felt it, there was like a bunch of music videos throughout. It. Oh, Cool as Ice. It was definitely better than the songs in that. So, uh, and the the jock is there for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess because at that point they were trying to kind of have something happen. I think like in the plot and. Yeah, and the Doctor Zenobia wants to get him again, and then you find mm. out why. O- obviously, trying to repopulate her planet. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't see that coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I don't know why she was fucking him when yeah. she wanted. Uh, other stuff to happen to like other males from her planet yeah I think uh, right to so see if it works I guess I don't know yeah I don't know yeah I I'm not even I don't know I don't even know if the person who wrote if, if the person who wrote the script even like kind of thought that far ahead or probably not yeah the the motivations behind what she's doing aren't, aren't exactly clear but yeah. I don't know well, I guess also the, the tentacle thing drew all females to him as well so yeah but she could resist it yeah in some cases yeah <laughs> pulls her face off which mm. is cool. <laughs> that was yeah. Funny, yeah that was good I like that. Me of, uh, brazil the yeah stretching. stretchy face yeah and actually um and sorry if i like sorry if this is sort of like tangential but um so like when I was watching this movie, like there were moments in it that felt familiar to me. And, and like, like, I remember her say, like, I remember the line 
about her saying like, oh, get me by proton cannon. I remember the part with the stretchy face. And I remember like a couple other moments throughout the film. And so like when I was watching this, I was starting to wonder like, did I rent this at one point when I was a kid? Like, because, but I wasn't sure like, because like none, nothing else about it seemed very familiar to me at all. It was, but like some of those moments did. And I, I scoured the internet trying to like figure out like if there was like another movie where these scenes were in or something like that. It turns out like when I was, when I was a kid, there was some CD-ROM game that I played on, on the computer um, that, that had clips of this movie in it. And it had like, a, 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 like a, the, the part where she's stretching her face out in it for some and that that like i for some reason like i remember that you know so when i was watching this movie i was like oh that seems so familiar to me <laughs> it's really weird you know that is weird i know that yeah. oh. <laughs> uh, but then after she takes her face off it's a giant fucking blue head yeah like bug-eyed like... yeah like bug-eyed blue head yeah um and then the, her assistant there, he grows an antenna. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or no, some, some after that, she shoots up the club. Oh, yeah, That's it, yeah. Blasting, starts blasting. Yeah. yeah. Starts blasting. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, remember why they stopped, but they stopped. And, to explain yeah. everything, basically. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> they had to take a break with, yeah. from massacring people to explain more of the plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was Luke. The laser beams are so fucking weird looking. <laughs> so bad, yeah. The effects. They yeah. spent all the money in like the two car crashes. I think mm-hmm. there were two car crashes in it. Yeah, they spent the budget on the car crashes, the makeup on the alien, probably the the main character's wardrobe at the end. You know, he's wearing the belly shirt. You know, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's that's probably it. Yeah, get that on the visual effects. Yeah. <laughs> So the assistant has the tentacle come up and basically all of that experiment with the humans was for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which, okay, never mind. Yeah. We're going to Vegas. <laughs> Which, that was probably my favorite part of the movie is the fact that basically it just everything became irrelevant all of a sudden at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought that was hilarious because it's like, wow, okay, well, I guess that's okay. I guess I can accept that. So. <laughs> I mean, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense up to that point anyway. So, yeah, it's like, I guess this was like a situation where these aliens, like, were trying to do something smart and they botched it, but kept on trying anyway, and it just wasn't working. And so they gave up and moved on. Yeah. She wanted, like, she wanted him to come back to yeah. the planet to repopulate it as well. And he didn't want to go, of course. No. Nope. Which, who can blame him, really? I don't know. I think I would go, maybe. <laughs> you know, going to a new alien planet. Why not? Yeah, I mean, How many people get to do that? Yeah, good point. I guess I, maybe I would go as long as they promise not to give me any vitamins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, the girl wants him again. For like the fifth time. Yeah. yeah. They end up together. Yeah. I guess. Somehow she's like, well... You've you've tried this hard so far. <laughs> I, guess. I guess I'll do it. So, <laughs> so happy endings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what were your overall 
kind of thoughts on it? Uh, it was really bad and cheesy, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's about how I felt too. The... Raunchy 80s comedy movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 80s sex raunch, yeah. which that's pretty much the only reason to see it is for the raunchy humor and the makeup effects. Yeah, well, the makeup effect. I should really say. expect too much coming from full moon so exactly like as as soon as i know that a movie i'm watching is a full moon production i set my expectations very very low yeah so yeah because most of their movies are are crap and this is not the worst full moon video i've seen no, so i mean i've seen not. a lot of like i mean i've seen beach babes from beyond <laughs> i've seen like I've seen a lot of their stuff. I saw that Bloodstorm movie or Subspecies or Bloodstone, whatever. You know, like that. Just mostly just softcore Euro trash. But I've seen all of those. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, a lot of Full Moon videos because my dad, like, he has like a, like dozens of them on VHS because he used to work at an elect, uh, electronic store where they would get like various sort of types of media through and you know occasionally they'd get sent a bunch of screeners and of course like people would sort of look through the the box of screener tapes and be like oh don't want that don't want that oh oh, puppet master three well you know (laughs) stuff like that they'd kind of just sort of shuffle through those and this might have been one that he had but probably not so i but a lot of those movies are stuff that i used to just kind of put on in the background while i was like reading a book or or playing a video game or something growing up so a lot of full moon videos i kind of like grew up sort of half watching you know because most of them were just really bad cheesy acting and stuff you know but i don't know sometimes sometimes i i actually sat down and watched. like occasionally they would catch my attention and i would be able to focus on them for yeah, more than half an hour so they're bad but fun exactly yeah like yeah. if you're looking for cheap trash <laughs> it's you know they're about it's almost like it's there. I kind of considered full moon video to sort of be like in the same vein of trauma, except not perverted. Like trauma movies tend to be. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although this one was a little perverted. Yeah. I uh, I gave it a three. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I gave it to. Yeah, I think that's what I'd give it as well. Yeah, three. Yeah, three is about right. So, um, I'd watch it again. I think if I was in the mood to get drunk and watch something dumb, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But it's kind of perfect perfect material for that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Doctor Alien. Doctor Alien. Yeah, uh-huh. it's. <laughs> As far as cheap cheap crap goes, it's you know pretty solid piece of cheap crap. So yep. Yeah. All right. And that I guess concludes the episode. So do you have it? Uh, do you know what you wanna? Uh, do either you know what you wanna uh, choose for next week's? I think I know what I want. So. I got two picks again. Okay. Do you want to do a coin flip? I like the coin flip idea. Yeah, I do too, actually. Let's see. Do I have... I think I have coins. 
So what are the two choices? Like, or so, you don't have to tell me the title or anything. But we got the horror comedy again from last oh, time. Oh yeah. Okay. And then uh, martial arts horror. Okay. Oh. Cool. <laughs> I guess. I can't seem to find any coins. Do you have any? Yeah. I'll have to remember well, it next time. Yeah. Well, in the meantime, um, do you want me to just say what my choice is? Yes. Okay. So the film that I chose for us to watch, um, it's something I've actually already seen, but I saw it like at least two decades ago. So if, if not even longer ago than that, it's a movie called My Boyfriend's Back. And yes, it is a romantic comedy. <laughs> However, it's also a zombie movie. So, oh. so this is pre-Warm Bodies, you know, and pre-Shaun of the Dead. So that's my choice. It's My Boyfriend's Back. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it when I was like maybe seven. And I remember really like enjoying it a lot, but I have a feeling it probably hasn't held up that well, but I still want to watch it anyway, you know, or rewatch it. Just, I don't know. I remember it being kind of a cheesy, like sort of more on the cheesy side. So I'll give it a, yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, I chose just one of the guys. Okay. Okay. Have you seen it or no? No, I haven't okay. seen it. I actually, I ordered it a long time ago, but it, got lost in the mail so i never got it <laughs> oh no yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, well i got a coin so. oh excellent um so you want to do heads the horror comedy and tails the martial arts horror yeah all right let's all right. give it a shot tails all right tails it's a silent rage <laughs> chuck norris oh shit yeah <laughs> nice. our first chuck norris movie i cannot wait supposedly it's horror all right <laughs> <laughs> i'm game yeah yeah all right all right so my boyfriend's back just one of the guys and what's yours again Silent Rage. Silent Rage. Okay. Silent Rage. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Legacy of Rage and then Silent Rage. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice little segue. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Okay. Well, anything else either one of you guys want to say? Or? I think so. I think that about does it. All right. Cool. Well, hope you enjoyed. I know it's kind of an unusual episode, you know, yeah. no horror this time, you know, but you know, sometimes, sometimes it's okay to take a break from horror movies. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. In a way, Dr. Alien is horrific, but you know, <laughs> yeah. not really in the usual kind of way. But, yeah. Anyway. So until next time, peace out and have a good day and have a good night and have a good life. Yeah. 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 See you guys later. Yeah. Later. Take take your vitamins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>